This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. This is Danielle. Hi, and this is Jamie. And this is the Straight from the Net podcast, and we're coming to you from the 302. And Jamie... Yes. You just had your surgery. She's looking kind of skinny. Slutty Halloween may be a go after all. Want to tell us how you're doing? Slutty Halloween um, is a definite possibility. (laughs) Uh, I did have my surgery on the 28th, and I am officially 22 pounds down from day of the surgery. Oh, my God. So, if I lose my butt... Oh god, then no, you can't lose your butt. I'm getting my shit reversed. I'm gonna go back in there and be like, look. <laughs> you put my stomach back because my ankle plated. This is the um, This way. is not what I needed to happen. Yeah, because you do have a, a juicy butt. Right. Like, I need to squat every day. <laughs> every day. Keep it squat, keep it fresh, keep it plump. Like, I'm with a black man. They like big butts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> That's where we need Paco to be like, and I cannot lie. That would be great to like add that in there. Actually, actually it's so funny. We were actually it's so funny because he's not he's not um he's not a butt he's man. not a butt man. What is he? He's a boob man. Is he a boob man? Which I'm gonna lose, but I talked to him and I said, baby, if it, if these go away, then next year for Christmas I want new boobs. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna end up needing like a mommy makeover, huh? Right. Like, well, they're gonna the skin removal. The insurance will cover the the skin removal, but yeah. they will not cover breast implants. Right. So, so I'm while you're in there, like, right. up my belly. I need to be like, like hey, boo. You know, I'm an arm person. Like, I like a guy with arms. Me too. I don't know what it I is. I like arms and a chest. And mm. I don't care. Men out there that shave your chest, please stop it. I stop like it. a hairy dude. Like, it's so weird. I love a hairy chest. Like, I don't want a hairy back. I don't want hairy shoulders. Even, like, little patches that have, like, hair, like, on the back of their arms or the back of their back. I think it's hot. I don't know why. And men are like, shave it. Like, Roger's like, shave my back. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. It's hot. Oh, God, and he's, like, no. disgusted by it. I'm like, come no, on. No, like, I don't want full-on, like, gorilla back hair. Oh, God, no. Not that. I'm talking about, like, little bits. Like, little tiny like, bits. Like, Paco, he's a, he's a hairy guy except for his head. <laughs> he is bald. But, yeah. but his chest is my happy spot. <laughs> my happy home. And all that hair holds the cologne smell and it holds his smell. Yeah. And I can lay my head on his chest at night and take a deep breath and be like, oh my god, I love him. Oh. So quit quit shaving your chest, men. Because first of all, it, it, just stop it. Cause there are some sweaty, like sweater looking men out there though. Right, you should you definitely you this should definitely at least shave your back. It's so bad. Actually, and your shoulders. Like, if you put on a strap shirt or a wife beater is what they call them. Yeah, wife And beater. you've got little tufts sticking out either side of said strap. <laughs> you should probably wax your shoulders. Just for the record. Oh, speaking of men and, and, and body parts. So, I have this article from... <laughs> You're like, well, this is how we're gonna do this. Suffolk, this is, we're getting into this. Suffolk Gazette, and it's who? Suffolk Gazette. It says you couldn't make this up. Um, it was from two years ago. Okay. But I'm gonna go for it anyway because it's the first time I've seen it. So a rogue seagull ripped off a man's right testicle as he sunbathed <laughs> naked what? in his back garden as it it has emerged. So I'm guessing this is the UK. Ex- How does a 
to get a hold of your testicle to rip it. I bet Can you, you read a little bit. I, I I bet you he was eating something and dropped it. <laughs> or it looked like or he was old and it looked like a chicken nugget, like the way he was laying. <laughs> I don't know. Nugget. Okay. So experts say that the fearsome bird mistook the man's exposed privates as a couple of bird eggs and dropped him for bird a tasty eggs. snack. <laughs> as bird the man eggs. who has not been named dozed on his patio in his detached home near Isp- Ipswich. Is this in Connecticut? I-P-S- Ipswich. W-I-C-H. The seagull swooped from the sky and with one bite, oh no, go back. It was just getting good. With one, <laughs> with one bite of his beak, ripped away the right testicle. In gripping scenes that could have been written by a copywriter, he was he woke screaming in agony and saw the bird flying away with one of his crown jewels wedged in his yellow beak. How in the his wife, hell? His wife called the ambulance and the staff at Ipswich Hospital. Accident and emergency department had to patch him up and give him a course of antibiotics to prevent the infection. A hospital force source says nobody could quite believe it when the poor chap <laughs> was brought in. There was a lot of blood and he was in a lot of agony, but we feel, but we feel better and he will feel better in a few weeks. The injury is non-life-threatening and tests have confirmed that his remaining testicle is still in working order. Oh my God. So he'll still be able to have children. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so I have one about a crazy fucking bird. (laughs) You're like, do you? Do you really? So this is from AOL.com. Okay. And come on, this stupid thing. I'm going to read it. It won't pop up for me now. Why won't it? Oh, my God. (coughs) Seriously, this thing won't pop up for me now. This is why I do these things, so I can freaking follow it. All right, so basically it was... um, a 76-year-old woman was pecked to death by her own rooster. Roosters are dicks. <laughs> so this poor woman goes out to collect eggs, and apparently, and who fucking knew, first of all, but apparently she has, like, all these varicose veins on her legs. Right. The rooster pecked at her. It made, like, one, I guess, that she had completely humongous, that was, or was humongous, and pecked at it, and she bled out from her varicose vein from this damn rooster. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Like, are you serious? I feel like... So, did she... varicose veins. Did she fall down? I guess. I don't know. Was I she mean, unconscious? I can't open the damn thing anymore. Was she unconscious by the whole time this thing was like... See, this is why I don't fuck with nature. No, she, I, I know. I was going to say rage like nature. I know. It was absolutely insane. Every time I click on the, I saved it, and now it, like, won't let me look at it. I'm like, this freaking sucks. Like, now I can't actually see it. When I click on it, it tells me it's, like, some whatever. But it's from AL.com. That's okay, because right now I can't find the article where the, um, the freaking parrot was telling the rescue crews trying to get it off the, off the roof to fuck off. <laughs> Like I can get, to, I can get, with us today, I can get you? down with parrots because they're like, "Fuck off! I'm up here. I'm fine. Fuck off! Fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like you should stay away from nature and wildlife because I do have something. But I mean, who would have thought that? Like varicose veins. Like I realized that they, they don't look, look like very worms. Nice. Yeah, they don't look very good. But I would never think. But I feel like if that, she was pecking know? at her varicose veins for so long and made her bleed out, she better have been fucking unconscious. And how did you not feel that? Like, well, no, I think she did, but I think it was, like, too late. And I think in there it says that he pecked her a couple of places. Like, she had a bunch of them, and he pecked her in a couple of places. Like, I would have fucked like, up how, 
Just she, thinking, why didn't, I mean, I would have kicked him with my little, my old leg, and I probably would have broke my hip when I tried to kick at the damn bird, but that bird would have been done. Well. Well, so we say anyway, until we get to be 76, and then we're like, okay, this is how I die? That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't fuck with nature and wildlife. Packing my tit off or something. <laughs> and we all know that. We've, we've discussed the fact that I don't like nature because yeah, things do. poo like and things apparently peck and birds are telling you to <laughs> fuck all the way off and seagulls are running off with your testicles. Meanwhile, I know. Oh from another site called allthingsinteresting.com, 15 boys contract rabies from having sex with a donkey. What the actual hell? When was this from? This was from October 28th. It was published August 16th of 2017 and then updated to October 28th of 2017. Reports suggest that the significantly more teens may have been infected, but their families may have taken them to the hospitals further away to avoid the embarrassment. You think? Fifteen teenagers have been treated for rabies when they may have contracted from having sex with an infected donkey. There are Can you do that? There are people who pay for it in Tawana. Tijuana, yeah. Like, do you want to go to the donkey show? And I always thought, like, I'm so naive because I had no idea. Like, I thought it was like a donkey, like, (laughs) jumping into like a pool of water. Like, I I had no idea until I think it's Clerks Two came out, and I was like, what the fuck is it? Why is this so like? Forbidden. Why is everybody really like, yeah, a donkey pool. show? And then I saw it and I was like, oh my god, that's what a donkey show is. <laughs> Not okay. And for it's like, is it a woman? Is it a woman? It's that, a like, woman. Does it? But this and is, these are boys. Oh my god, um, according to Morocco World News, the local Morocco. daily Al Akabah originally reported that 15 teens from a small village of Sidi Kamel, it was definitely Sidi. Were hospitalized and treated for rabies earlier last week after contracting the disease when gangbang raping a local donkey. Gangbang a donkey? Families of the the perpetrators are ashamed and shocked. Reports indicate many families with boys of a similar age in the village had them vaccinated with the rabies inoculation out of fear that they may have had sex with the animal too. Oh my god. Can you get can you get rabies, I guess, yeah. for the donkey? It's a bodily fluid. And in my case, in this case... Oh my god, I'm so disgusted right now. In this case, fucking A right. That's karma, motherfucker. Keep yeah. your dick out of donkeys. <laughs> that is not a sentence you probably ever thought you'd ever have to say in your entire Keep life. Keep your like, motherfucking dicks out of donkeys, you ignorant Well, what can we say? We, you know, we, we allow milestones here. <laughs> You never think that you would ever say that sentence. Well, uh, congratulations. You're the co-host of Straight from the Net, and it's today. We should change the name of the podcast to keep your dick out of donkeys. Donkey. We get so many more than 13 followers. Oh, by the way, thanks to those 13 followers. Thanks. Well, we have more than that on our Facebook, but thank you for all you guys that are on SoundCloud. We love you so much. Actually, we should probably pull them up and just say who they are. Be like, hey, you do that? Yeah, why not? Here, let me look them up. <laughs> While you look at your for your next thing, it's like, hey, you stand clown. All right, so while while Danielle looks up (laughs) our followers on SoundCloud, (laughs) who she says are not our people, I guarantee they're all my people, and she just doesn't know them. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, you think so? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Let's see. So, 
So while Danielle's looking that up, um, we all, we have, you guys know, because you've been listening for the past nine weeks, that we are definitely um, allies of the gay community. We love them. Okay, so who do we have? Okay, so Margaret Crawford following us. Hi, Margaret. Thanks, Margaret. And Helen Carpenter. Hi, Helen Carpenter. Thanks, Helen. And then, I don't know who that is. That's like a bunch of letters and numbers, and I don't think they're anybody. So I think those are the two, those are the three people that are our people. Right, because Lori is my people, and Sanaya is our people. Yeah, and Sherry Shell, is my people. Shell is our people. Yeah, Sharky's our people. Sharon is definitely our people. Yeah. Congratulations, Sharon and Wes, for on your engagement. Oh, I know. We're so excited. So friends of ours finally, well, actually, uh, Sharon's my friend. I don't and really know And Wes, Hair Bear. Married. Yeah. Oh, and, and that Jamie Hollowell chick, she's hot. I know. Look at her. Oh, my goodness. If she was just 20 pounds lighter. Oh, wait. <laughs> but she, wait, but she is. <laughs> who knew? So thank you so much for you two extra people who we don't know following us. And um, we hope that we make you proud. <laughs> Stick around. Watch out for this episode. They're going to be like, yeah, unfollow. Unfollow. <laughs> like, we have 11 followers what? now. What the hell? <laughs> oh, my God. You have no idea how excited it makes me to see, like, these new people. So, yeah. Bring your friends. <laughs> All right, so Boston is having a gay strip, a, a straight pride parade. Um, straight it's, pride. It oh is here God. after months of debate. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Seriously. We don't good. need a straight pride parade. You know what a straight pride parade is? A fucking parade. Every single day. Yeah. Isn't so that just insane, though? Like after. Like, let's do this. It's kind of like when they're like. Well, if they had a black, what is it, Black History Month, there should be a White History Month. I'm like, no, um, it has been for like every years month is a White History Month. Years. Every month is, yeah. All right, so Boston, this is from USA Today. It says after months of build up and debate, drawing the attention of a late night talk show host, the scorn of many in this liber- liberal city, the Straight Pride Parade kicked off Saturday with Trump with a Trump float. And Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA playing. That is not oh, a straight pride God. parade. That is, oh, I don't want to be I fucking hate now. that song. I don't want to be political, I hate but that that's song not a so much. So when I was with Ron and we had to go to the union, the, um, the Marine Corps League stuff, they would always yeah. play that song and they have this happy hand dance where you stand in a circle and they're like, and we stand up next to you and you'd have to put your hands up in the fucking air. <laughs> I called it the happy. It. I ha- they called it the happy hand dance, and I'm like, I fucking hate this song. Oh my god! But anyway, the event drew a crowd and was heavily guarded with fencing and police and organizers. They expected around a thousand people for the rally, which led, which is led by three conservative straight men who make up a group called Super Happy Fun America. <laughs> That is that the gayest like name. I was going to say, they haven't come out of the closet yet. That's why. The they parade with conservative commentator Milo Yiannopoulos, <laughs> <laughs> serving as Grand Marshal, started at noon at Copley Square. Along the route, counters protesters, some of them anti- Antifa? Antifa. What is that? Is that the... Um, it's, it's is that that weird guy, the ones that went marching through fucking Charleston with the fucking torches? No, I don't, you know what, I hear people talk about Antifa and I can't remember what's what. I'm not even going to lie to you right now. Anyway, they yelled at the parade participants. They made their, (laughs) they made their way to the end of the route at City Hall, at City Hall with people shouting Nazi scum. 
Because uh-huh, that's kind of what it sounds right. like. The Boston Police Department said they have a comprehensive operational plan in place, had a large police presence, police urged people not to bring backpacks, large bags, or strollers, and have been profi- prohibited to a long list of items, including firearms and knives. Parade organi- organizers have embraced the motto, it's great to be straight. They've called on supporters to join the fight against heterophobia in our modern society. And to add heterophobic. And to add an S this this pisses me off. Add an S to LGBTQ for straight. What? Yep. Yep. They say that the parade is in response to the identity politics of the left. The world's gone crazy because there's nothing wrong with being straight. Super, ha- super happy fun America President John Hugo said in the news oh, conference this week, the group says hundreds of people have registered and they're coming from all over the world and all over the United States. You know what? This oh, doesn't surprise me. This right doesn't there. surprise me coming from a city where fucking Tom Brady's from. Fuck you, Boston. <laughs> And your goddamn straight pride parade. And fuck you, Tom Brady. And Antonio Brown. No, we actually, we love you, Boston. It's actually not you. It's, they're allowed to have this parade because they can't stop them from doing it. They should have. freedom of speech. I don't agree with it, but I agree with them being able to do it. But there's consequences to that. You know what I mean? At the same time, like, think about it. Like, everybody's like, oh, I got freedom of speech. Yeah, you got freedom of speech, but they you don't should have freedom have called from the consequences of it. They should have called themselves the tea bags. Yeah, that's better. Don't say we hate Boston, because we don't actually hate Boston. Okay, we don't hate Boston, because new kids are from Boston. I know, but are you kidding me? Like, I mean, they turn them out. They can't be bad. Right. Plus, they say ka. <laughs> and and <bagel>. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. It's it's, it's, so it's just well, what were they called again? Happy Fun Time America. Super Happy Fun Time America. Super Happy Fun America. We hate you, not yeah, Boston. We hate, yeah, exactly. We don't hate Boston. We hate those people. And Tom Brady. But you know what? Speaking of coming out because they need to come out, it was interesting this week that um, <laughs> people ran it. It's actually everywhere because this fucking guy really hurt a lot of fucking people. But this is I read the article in People and I was like, oh. We are talking about this motherfucking shit. We're going to get into it. And it's conversion therapy founder comes out publicly as gay after 20 years of leading homophobic programs. So McCray Game, the man who founded one of the largest conversion therapy programs in the country and led the homophobic organization for 20 years, has come out as gay. You know what? But then it goes on and they talk about it. For two decades, he fucked people up. Like, right. all the stuff. I mean, right. he himself was struggling. He made it, he made it, to, he made it his job to ingrain in somebody's brain, adolescence, that what they're feeling was wrong. Well, and the thing is, too, so, you know, I was kind of like, well, I mean, we, we've known some friends, and it was very hard for them. You know what I mean? And it, it is very, very hard for them, even still. I mean, I think it's a little easier now than it was before. It was. Or whatever, but, um, you know, I, I, so first when I'm waiting, I'm like, God, man, this this poor guy, you know, he's indoctrinated into, like, religion, and everybody's telling him what he does, and he's trying to follow the way. He doesn't want to, you know, he wants to follow their ways because he doesn't want to feel this way. So I was kind of on board until we got to this, all right? This is when I'm like, oh, this motherfucker right here. I hope fucking Satan comes on up and gets you and pulls you down. His decision to go public with his truth comes a little over two years after he was abruptly fired from the organization that he spent a great deal of his life dedicated to. And those 20 years working with them, Game also wrestled with his true identity. So to me, I almost feel like 
Well, no, you would have kept going if you hadn't been fired. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so really, you're not even, I don't, it's like, come on, dude. Like, seriously, like, we get it. You had all these fucking issues. All right. You know, you want to fucking own it. But you can't own it now following that bullshit. Conversion therapy is so dangerous anyway. You've got these young kids that these parents who are awful parents, by the way, just because your kid's gay does not make you a bad parent. Sending them to conversion camp because you can't accept your child and love them for who they are, that makes you a bad parent. Well, and this is his quote. I was a hot mess for 26 years, and I have more peace now than I ever did. Well, it must be fucking nice because you got a trail of fucking people behind you. That have committed suicide because you have made them feel like they are not okay being who they are. My first um, big gay pride event was Outfest in Philly. Oh, God, it was, God, it had to be like 10 or 11 years ago. And I went Brandy and Lori, and we went to Outfest, and there was this guy, and they have these people, like this guy, standing outside of Outfest, and they're talking in the microphone, and it's so funny because they have a bullhorn, and they're standing up there in like their polo shirts and their fucking cat docker khakis. Oh, shit. And they're, and they're like, like, come on, Chad. They're like, I, too. I, too, used to love to suck dick. No, shut and up. And I, too, had fortication with a man with his, and sodomized me, and I enjoyed it. Like, they're, and he, they're like, but oh, at the end of serious? it. Right, but at the end of it, they're like, but I found Jesus, and he taught me that it was wrong. Like, these, they have these people at every Pride event that stand there and try to draw these people in to being converted. Oh my god, I wish you could see my face right now. It's my jaw is literally on the floor. <laughs> it's like, it's what? fucking ridiculous. They're oh like Oh my god. It's awful. It's awful. And please there's a great organization called Free Mom Hugs and unfortunately there's not a Delaware oh, um Delaware chapter. chapter. Me and Lori were t- talking about starting Certain one. Ones. Um but there is a Maryland chapter and there's chapters in PA and there's chapters everywhere. It's called Free Mom Hugs. So if you guys, if there are listeners out there who are struggling with their identity or they come out as gay and their parents have disowned them, there are people out there for you. They're just a Google search away. So go ahead and and do that and and stay safe and know that you are okay for just be who you are. Somebody out there, most people love you for who you are. They do. Well, I mean, in this guy, he says, I was a religious zealot that hurt people. People said they attempted suicide over me and the things I said to them. People I know are in therapy because of me. Why would I want that to continue? Because you got caught, fucker. You did it for this long, and now all of a sudden you're out, and you're acting like, oh, now I can be myself. But if they wouldn't have fired you, how much longer would have gone on? Right. You know what I mean? So now you you were how is, out. How is he even... I'm surprised he hasn't offed himself yet. Because if he... I know, it's or, or is he really gay and he's just trying to cover it up? Well, he's saying that when he was 18, he had a... Um, let me see. It says it back here. At 18, Game had his first intimate relationship with a man and started to embrace his sexuality by going out to gay bars and clubs, but his decision to do so led him to develop debilitating anxiety, insecurities, and mental breakdowns. I was having ongoing panic attacks, and I had never experienced that before. Emotionally, I was freaking out. I was crying. I was internally pained. So, I mean, it kind of tells you, like, where his environment was, like, what he grew up with because of that internal struggle that he had, which I, I definitely understand, and I know that it's very, very hard and even now, like, I think if it was like, look, I left them in the shadows because I knew I just couldn't do it anymore, I think I could respect that a little more. I wouldn't respect what he did for decades, but it's not like the fact that he was fired and then did it seems But was very he fired for being gay? 
I don't know. It doesn't actually say. I'm sure I could go back and, and Google some shit and try and find out. It's just, I don't know. The whole thing just seems very contrived to me. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm one of those people, like, don't fucking bullshit me. Like, I don't want to hear all your fucking excuses. You come to me before me and you tell me what it is that it that it is. Like, I fucked up. I made this mistake. And I'm sorry for doing that. Right. Period. That's, that's how you make an apology to someone. Mm-hmm. But when you come before them and go, well, now that everybody else hates me, now I'm sorry. You know what? Fuck you, dude, and go right back the fuck where you came from. Right. You don't want your fucking apology. I don't want any of that bullshit, so go back over there. Like, to me, it seems very self-serving. This whole thing just seems very odd. And you know what? I don't know. Like, I I don't want to be, like, a complete and total dick here because it's, like, I feel like people can change. A lot of people think that they can't. I do believe that people can change. Oh, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah, and I'm a firm believer that people can change. I just, it's just this whole thing, it doesn't sit well with me in my gut. And a lot of times, that was God-given. As far as I'm concerned, Sky Daddy gave me that gut and I listened to it. And something feels very contrived with this guy. So I'm not sure what's going to happen to him, but I'd like to keep my ear to the ground and just sort of follow, you know, what what might happen with this guy. Because something just seems fucked up. Maybe I should go dig in a little bit and just find out why. You should. Let's see. Oh, my God. (laughs) This motherfucker right here. This would have been great if this came out when we were talking to Dan about his dating and we were going on and on about the dating and I swore how sucky it was. Right. Can I just segue to this real quick? Because this is fucking hilarious. Go ahead. And not funny at the same time. So this is on ABC 13's website and they posted this on July 18th of last year. So I just saw it because somebody else posted it. It says, the headline is, bad date. Man steals woman's car on date, takes her god sister to the drive-in. Shut <laughs> up. A Memphis woman has a doozy of a terrible date story. A man stole her car while they were out on a date and then used it to take her god sister and take out her god sister. Faith Hughes is a man she knew from high school after the dinner and showed up for their date without a car. She So they took her Volvo. The man, Kelton Griffin, Asked her to stop at a gas station and get him a cigar. She went inside to buy it. Motherfucker, why? So you show up at her house. Okay, first of all, Faith Pugh. Faith Pugh. He shows up at your house without a car. That's all well and good. But why are you going to stop at a gas station and go in and buy his cigar for him? That motherfucker don't have a dollar to go fucking roll a pot, like a roll a joint with or does it roll a blunt with or whatever? Because you know that's what it's for. It's called a blunt. I just said it. I said it at the end. Right. And you can get, there you my can, it's $1.99 for three games in a packet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, she can't any just flavor, fucking Any flavor you want. <laughs> oh, my God. But so, she comes, she goes inside to buy it. So, he shows up, no car, makes her go in and buy his own cigar that probably costs $1.99. Right. Right? Because he can't even fucking afford that. Does she think he was going to afford to spend something on this fucking date, too? I mean, hello, sister. So, <laughs> she came out, her date and her car were gone. Pew's mother picked her up and they used GPS to track her car. This is where I kind of like Faith again because she GPS tracked that motherfucker down. Right. They followed the signal to a drive-in theater. So, talk about some crazy ass shit right there. Like, <laughs> gonna track this motherfucker down, he's got the car. <laughs> Pew says that's where she found her car and the guy with her god, god sister on a date. They oh my god! The was arrested on the spot. Can you fucking imagine? So there I, is a riff in that family right now. I'm just like, who does that? You fucking asshole! Oh my god! And then, like, I kind of was like, wow, this guy's a real fucking tool, right? And then she's like, oh, let me just go buy everything for you. I, I might as well. That is, you know what? That's my biggest fear is that if anything. 
or I, I would be so lonely that I would end up being a face because I'd be like, okay, fine. Somebody showed up, they would have taken me on a date. <laughs> My crotch has got, like, cobwebs in it. Let's just do it. I don't care. I'll buy you everything you want. <laughs> yeah. Just just knock it out. Just knock the bottom out. Don't you know? I just, I'm lonely. Like, and that would happen to me. I would be that person that ends up on one of these things. Like, it'll be the next, like, millions from, you know, hundreds of years from now. It won't be podcast anymore. It'll be something else. And we'll be talking about me. It will. And, and <laughs> it will be. It will be. You. It will oh, be. I was about to say millions of years. You know that our thing will be here by then. Maybe we'll have 15 followers by then. <laughs> Send your friends. It's so, important. <laughs> so there's no segue to this. I'm just going to go out and say it. So did you hear that Denver is about to decriminalize magic mushrooms? What? Yes. Why? Denver no. will become the first U.S. city to effectively decriminalize mushrooms containing the psychedelic silo, psilocybin. Oh, my God. Also known as magic mushrooms. The initiative doesn't legalize mag- magic mushrooms, though they will remain illegal under state and federal law. Hold on, but you just said they were going to legalize them. I know, wait, so are they doing Oh, Denver that? voted to decriminalize them. So, um, it That's says... That's not a good idea. I don't think so. Like, I want to be Initiative thing, but... Initiative 301 makes, a per- makes the personal use and possession of psychedelic mushrooms among people 21 and older the low older the lowest possible law enforcement priority in Denver. It also prohibits the city from spending resources to pursue criminal penalties related to the use or possession of these psychedelic mushrooms. The initiative sets up that the psychedelic mushroom policy review panel, oh, it set up a panel that addresses reports on the effect of the drug. So I guess they're going to decriminalize them they're not exactly they're not exactly legal right they're just not gonna it's the lowest thing like if you get pulled over with a cop and you got a psychedelic mushroom it's his choice whether or not to like take you in or not i don't know i don't know that's you know what we're getting into some shaky fucking ground now i think i think it's just a stupid idea people are going to be eating these mushrooms jumping off buildings but you know denver's always got to be all like let's be a forerunner <laughs> well, Roger was. But saying, did you, did you see that soon? Um, they're going to be. Delaware's also fully legalizing and going to be selling the marijuana. I told you it was going to happen. Of course they're going to do it because why not? I mean, it makes sense that they would. I wish they would just get it over with. Just get it over with and done with. Let the potheads be potheads. I enjoy a good pothead. Like I enjoy being around them. They're relaxed. They're not really rammy. They don't talk too much. <laughs> they don't talk too much. They're mostly sleep. Like, do you, boo? Yeah, but I don't. I, the whole like decriminalizing stuff. I don't. Mm-mm. Right. I mean, that 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 part of it. Like, I'm not. Right. Like, don't decriminalize serious shit. Like magic mushrooms. Have you ever Have you ever had a magic mushroom? We drank shroom tea a long time ago. This girl Sam that I was like really good friends with. Oh, <clears> that we did bitch. that. What do you mean that bitch? That bitch. But yeah, we drank like shroom tea, and I remember we like got obsessed with like we had um, what was it called? Um, a flashlight. <laughs> I couldn't even think of flashlight. And there was like the little line on the the um the wall, and I was like, or the shadow on the wall, and um, I was like, holy crap! I'm like, it's dying, it's dying. Like I remember like it, we started losing the what's the call for it, and I was like, it's dying, it's dying. Well, it's all natural. So as much as it's not, I, I don't know if 
bad trips come from mushrooms or more of like the chemical LSD. But I had mushrooms once. It was 4th of July. You were sick. Made my belly extremely sick. upset. Yeah. Um, it took a really long time for it to kick in. Like, I was, we, were, we were out, we went to the fireworks, um, we hung out for a little bit, we went to the bar down the street from my house, um, in Charlestown, the one we used to go to. Yeah. And I was sitting at the bar, and Corn Dog was supposed to be my, my, my roll buddy is what he called it. Okay. But there was a girl, and off he went. <laughs> and Ron went to let the dog out, and they were gone for like 15 minutes, but I swear to God, it was like hours they were gone. Right. So I walked back to my house, like, where the fuck have you been? Like, and he's like, it's been 20 minutes. And I was like, it's been like an hour and a half. And right. And he's like, no. It's been 20 minutes. Oh my God. So I'm sitting there at the bar, and the bartender was like, what's going on? And I whispered, <laughs> and she smiled, and they had these little, like, spinny red, white, and blue things, and she spun it. And I just watched it. Oh, my God. For, like, an hour. I just watched this thing spin. I went home. I had, <laughs> I had some ginger ale. I laid out in the backyard to look at the stars. And you know I don't do nature. I know. Oh About four in the morning, I woke up, tongue stuck to the roof of my mouth, grass in my hair. Oh, my God. I went in, I got a shower, I went back to bed. Oh. It wasn't that terrible of a trip. It wasn't? <laughs> no, it was fine. I'm not condoning that, though, so please say no to drugs. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what, actually, I did, I had, like, a half a hit of acid when I was, like, 18, I think, and it kept me up all night, and I was like, oh, never again, never doing this again, I don't ever want to do this again. No. And I was like, I'll never, and I, so I'm never, I was never a drug person, I was always a cigarettes and alcohol person, I don't smoke anymore or whatever, and I barely drink anymore, but... That was more of my thing, like, but my ex-husband was a total pothead when he was younger. Like, super-duper pothead. I think Roger was, too. I mean, he's not now, but... I, I've never been much of anything, like a smoker. That's it. Like, I smoked cigarettes. Yeah. I, I, when everybody else was getting shit-faced drunk as teenagers, I was like, eh, I'll stay sober and keep an eye on you guys. Like, that right. was me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't like to not have control of my body. I know. I, I don't like, like not having all my... my thoughts in order or anything like that so I, I don't think I could handle I, my anxiety is too bad for that you know what I mean to like be out of control like that like I knew uh -uh. but I feel like if people who like I have a cousin who will smoke weed every day she smokes weed every day she calls it her patience and <laughs> some, patient. some people smoke weed mm -hmm. and fall right to sleep or eat not this girl she smokes weed she cleans her house she's a perfectly functioning pothead and there are such things as perfectly functioning potheads. But you, yeah. if you are 50 years old and you live in your mother's basement and you are a pothead, that's not functioning. That isn't functioning. No, that's, yeah, no, you're kind of going backwards. But um, I can tell you that, speaking of, America is running out of White Claw hard seltzer. Oh, it's because yeah. it tastes like fizzy Robitussin. <laughs> it tastes like sadness. Like, Ass like, and sadness. Like seltzer and sadness is what it is tastes it? like with a side of... Like, it's like you don't even realize there's, like, a taste to it until you've already swallowed it. Look, and then people, you burped it up. And then people you're like, oh, are like, great, or whatever. People are, like, fucking going crazy over they this thing. They are, and it's so funny. So my cousin said, my cousin made a post the other day. I can't remember what it said, but it said something like, I have this, we'll trade you. Or I have four White Claws, we'll trade you something out. Like, it was just so funny. 
And then he posted this with it, and it's like literally it was posted on this past Friday, so it's you know very current. It was on CNN Business, and it's like what the fuck? Like seriously, people like it that much? I don't like it at all. I, I don't like it. it. Remember, I brought it. We had a girls' night, and I brought it because I was trying to do a low carb thing, whatever. And I hated it. And it we both were like, "This is disgusting." It was. It was absolutely disgusting. And it doesn't matter what pretty flavor you put on it—raspberry, no. fucking mango, peach. It doesn't matter. It all tastes like fizzy robo sausage. Yeah, like sadness. Sadness. Ass and sadness. Ass and sadness. But I'm like, can you imagine, like, how, how is America running out of White Claw hard seltzer? I actually didn't even read the article because the headline was enough for me. I'm like, you know what? It's it. bad. Like, back in the 90s, those people who drank Zima. Like, you fucking pussy. Drink something <laughs> with sustenance. <laughs> I don't know. I think I had a Zima once. Was Zima like that? Yeah, it was like fizzy freaking water. Was it? It tasted more like, it had a better taste, though. I felt like Zima tasted more Sprite-ish. Like, this stuff tastes like shit. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the fascination with it. Like, no. And then you're just burping all the time because it's all those bubbles. Oh, my God. Well, did you hear about, like, the smart girl, though? Like, the first, this, like, 11-year-old Iranian girl got the highest Mensa IQ score. She beat Einstein and Hawking. What? Yes. I was like, you motherfucking go, girl. Does she have any, like, dilapidating disabilities? No. Good for her. Look how cute she is. Oh, my God. How old is she? She's 11. She is adorable. Yeah, it says, so this was on, it's it's actually been on many, many sites. I saw it quite a few times, but this was on bigperspectives.com, and they posted it on August 3rd. And it's set, and it's really neat. Like, I actually have a couple things where, like, girl power, like, really, like, it's really interesting, and just follow me along here. But so she's a high school student um, from Iran, and she's making headlines in the UK. I guess because she res- she scored so well in the men's, obviously she's making headlines everywhere. So that's like amazing, right? So her results surpassed even those of such world famous greats as the ce- celebrated cos- cosmologist Professor Stephen Hawking and the theoretical physicist Albert Einstein. I'm like, holy crap! So she's well above the genius benchmark of 140, where she came in at 162. She better work it. What's her name? Her name is Tara Sharifi. Good for you, Tara Sharifi. I know. I'm so excited. I'm like, you go, girl. Like, look at you go. She's I'm 11. So proud of her. Oh, speaking of 11, Devin, Paco's son turns 11 today. Happy birthday, oh, happy Devin. Birthday, He'll never hear this podcast. No, never. Don't no, Paco will be like, I don't know why you said happy birthday to him. He's not allowed to listen to it. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, So, on um, the other. I know, I don't mean to, like, do this to you. I'm so sorry. But I was so excited about these oh, people. I don't. You know, I don't have anything else. Left. You don't have anything else? No. So oh, my I, God. I'm just gonna, busy. I'm just going to play off. I've been I've been, I've been a busy beaver. I know. <laughs> well, you've been a busy beaver, too. I've been a bit. Well, this is really neat, and I thought you might actually get a kick out of this. Malawi female chief comes to power, annuls over 1,500 child marriages, and sends young girls back to school. Malawi. Is that Hawaiian? No, no, no. Malawi. I think it's Africa. That's where Madonna got one of her babies. Oh. Or I think, yeah, she had a baby from Malawi. Or yeah. Or Angelina Julie. One of Julie, them. One of them. Somebody. So she comes into power and annuls all the Yep, she becomes marriages? like an African chief, and she annuls all these things and sends them right back to school. And she's like, look, I didn't want to be here. You guys made me become chief. So whether you like it or not, this is what's happening. Oh, these are the And they got to listen. These is the rules. This is the rules now. <laughs> and I fucking love her. Like, her attitude is so boss. Like, I just love her. Her name is Teresa Kachindamato, and she never held, they said she never held, held the ambition to become chief. 
She lived in a different town and had multiple older siblings, but despite that, her reputation for being good with people secured her an unexpected election. In the end, she was informed that she would get the job, whether I like it or not. So they're like, you're going to be the chief. So she's like, okay, well, I don't really like the fact that you're marrying all these girls off, and they're like babies to these fucking men. And you're pulling them out of school, so we're not going to be doing that, and we're, we're going back. They're going to go back to school. Right, they're going to go back to school and be able to marry for love. <clears throat> she said she visited the area of Monkey Bay, um, and she met with girls as young as 12 who had both children and husbands. I told them, whether you like it or not, I want these marriages to be terminated. That's what she said to these people. What about the babies? Uh, I guess, well, I mean, I guess they'll figure something out with that, but they were like, no, I don't want that. She nullified 1,500 child marriages since 2017, and she sent the girls who were married off to school, like, to complete their education. And she said she took a bold step towards ending poverty in Malawi, where a 2017 UN statistic suggested that about 45% of young girls are unable to remain in school past eighth grade. So, I mean, it's kind of, like, really amazing that. And she threatened to remove any chief from power who allowed this practice, changing the laws that were affecting the way people were able to act. And at one point, she had no choice but to fire four chiefs in areas where child marriages were still happening, as well as getting 50 sub-chiefs to sign an agreement abolishing the practice of early marriage. Damn freaking right. Yes, girl, yes! (laughs) I'm, like, just... It's amazing. Meanwhile, there's a bunch that. of 12-year-old girls married, and I can't get a name change. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I don't think we can compare that. Apples and oranges. God damn it. But, I mean, I'm moving to Malawi or wherever it is. But how amazing. And then here's another one. I just, the girl power this week was, like, amazing, and I was so excited about it. I'm like, oh, my God. So this came out actually in May, and I just saw it, but it was from Physics and Astronomy Zone or whatever. But I actually did go and look, and they were, like, in a couple things. And it says, students invent bacteria that eat plastic from the oceans and turn it into water. <gasps> How amazing is that? Yeah, because we have that big, like, garbage dump in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, so they said, currently the novelty is a bacterium developed by students Jenny Yao and Miranda Wang, who have been developing this project since their school years. Since their school years. Like, such an asshole, like, in school. Like, right. I never thought of anything. Like, I cut like, the second, I... I cut the whole first part of my ninth grade year. I know, I just. Like, what the shit? And here these girls are like, well, we're going to figure out how to, like, save the world. And they, they are. And they've, so they've been developing kids, this. Kids are so much smarter than we were that, that, back just, in the day, though. I think there was people that were smarter than us when we were in high school doing smart things, too. We just didn't know about them because we didn't give a fuck. <laughs> we didn't give a fuck. <laughs> we were too busy. We did not care. Cigarettes. We didn't give a shit. We did not care about you. Yeah, but, I mean, look at, it's like they already have patents and have obtained, a fi- and obtained financing of $400,000 to start developing their product. And they're only 20 years old. Congrats, freaking! Oh my God, they won five prizes to the project, and they're the the youngest women to win the Perlman Science Prize. Good job! I know. I'm just so excited about them. I'm like, look at you guys go! Like, I just, I'm just so excited to see that stuff. And then, of course, maybe we'll just wrap it up with this freaking crazy India. I don't understand. India seems to be like totally okay with. Fertilize, like fertilizing women that are like really fucking old. Like I keep reading about oh, different things. Yeah. Seventy-four-year-old woman with IVF and she has twins. Seventy-four. Like who she wants to have a baby at seventy-four? I mean, she and she now holds the world's record for the oldest mom. You fucking think? Do you think she did it to hold a record? No. She said. Like, what's she gonna do in four years. years when she's dead? Not even forty. Seventy-four. Four years. I mean, that's that, that's being gracious. I mean, she could kick the bucket tomorrow. Right. 
So, so her husband's 80. What the shit? I know. So they're in Godavari, India. And it's like they will welcome two girls after ongoing one round of IVF in January, ending their 60-year wait to be parents. Their feat allegedly surpasses that of a 7-year-old, whatever the name is, I can't read it. Sorry, I'm not trying to be rude. I just can't read it. Who previously held the record for oldest recorded age at birth. They were born by C-section. And there was no health issues, no nothing. I guess there was a 61-year-old woman in Nebraska who made headlines when she gave birth to her own granddaughter through IVF. But she was acting for, you know, She was being a surrogate. She was being a surrogate. Like, and I get it, but it's like, this is not the first time that I've heard people do this in India. And I'm like, who's going to take care of these There's a reason your baby factory shuts down, people. There is. So now there's going to be two babies who are not going to know their parents because their parents are probably going to be dead within the first five years of their lives. Yeah, I mean, especially. Uh, I don't and know. they I don't, don't have siblings. Yeah, no siblings. But, well, they have each other. So some poor cousin is going to end up getting custody if they don't get put into foster care. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, you're being selfish. It is a little. It's just. And it's if you were waiting that me. long to have babies, why not adopt? If you can afford IVF, you can afford to adopt. Right. I know. I don't understand. I guess, I guess in their culture, maybe it was, you know, you Shut need to have your own, I guess. That's fucking bullshit. I mean, I know, but I mean, you figure our culture is so much different than, you know, Indian culture. So, I mean, I guess, you know, it makes I sense. mean, they're burying off babies, so. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh Well, my yeah, God. then again, you know, there's two girls. By the time they're five, they could have husbands. So, so it's fine. It's fine in India. <laughs> is it? Yeah, India is into child marriages, too. Do they? I don't yeah. know. I'll have to think about it. But I guess you don't have to think about it. I just told you. Or not think about it. But I mean, I have to. I would have to look because I'm like, God, I haven't heard of that. But can can we talk about since it's football today and everybody's all excited about football? Rogers got his jersey on, his matching hat, his fucking Eagles guy. I saw a stupid Eagles shit. Huh? I saw his Eagles gear. I know you didn't say nothing to him, though, you pussy. It's like <laughs> he was being so nice, and he brought me my chair. Did he bring your chair? Yeah. Aww. He was like, we should really open up this room a little bit, like maybe get her a corner desk. He was like, I can get you another computer chair. Like, oh, my God, really? He was really? so sweet. I didn't have the heart to tell him your team sucks. Because I appreciate and it. They're play- <laughs> <laughs> and they're playing the Redskins today, so they're probably going to win. <laughs> this is how you get nice things when you appreciate them. That's Speaking of nice things, today, of nice things I got diamonds. Oh, you did get diamonds. I got diamonds. That's why you appreciate your man, ladies. <laughs> he gets you diamonds. Get you like a carrot, one carrot diamond freaking tennis bracelet. Well, this is so fun. The Eagles offensive line. Oh, like a calendar. the body image thing? Yeah. Isn't that the greatest thing? It was. I was like, Big oh props, Philly. Big know. props. And it's so funny because they are big motherfuckers. Right, they're linebackers and shit. They're, <laughs> they're all different shapes. Humongous. And I love it. Um, what's the, who's the guy that um, when they did the Eagles parade, he came out in like the the outfit and they did. I don't know what his name. I don't is. fucking know, but he's in it. He's yeah. right there. Look, he's got the bird over his yeah clock. He's got the clock over his clock. Over his clock. Speaking of football, speaking of football, and like, oh, a positive know. body image, good for you, Eagles. You know, I I'm not a huge Eagles fan, but that they're, they're like grilling and shit. So that is like nude. the best. <laughs> The best promo, and I am so proud of the Philadelphia Eagles. I did. I loved it. I was like, damn. And they're hot. Like, I like them a little chunky, which is fine, because Rogers skinny as can be. So, 
Antonio Brown, and I know you... Oh, I heard about this. So Antonio Brown has been in the media for the past few weeks. Like, just stupid shit. Like, (laughs) I don't want to give up my helmet. And and he he called... He wasn't showing up to practice, and he... Well, when, they, when the new team picked him up, because remember, I got, he went away from one team, somebody he, else picked he, him up, This is when he's on the Oakland Raiders. Okay. Okay, so the reason he was on the Oakland Raiders is because when the Patriots lobbied for him from the Steelers, the Steelers, who I can't freaking stand, so this is their <laughs> fault, ultimately. Patriots originally wanted Antonio Brown. Okay. The Steelers were like, um, we're not giving you Antonio Brown because you're our rival. Like, we're gonna give them to the we're gonna give him to the Oakland Raiders. Like the you pa- can just fuck all the way The off. Patriots were willing to give up a first round draft pick to get Antonio Brown. Right. Okay. So Antonio Brown the Steelers were like, no go. So they traded Antonio Brown to the Oakland Raiders for a three and a five round pick. Not even like a first round pick. That's, like, the Steelers are like, fuck you. <laughs> like, the Steelers fans feel about the Patriots like the Ravens fans do. We hate the Patriots. So okay. do the Eagles fans. Like, everybody hates the Patriots. Okay. So, he is fighting with the, the owner. Well, he called the owner of the league, of the Oakland Raiders a cracker. Which I feel is a racial oh, slur. It, it is. It is a definitely a racial slur, and I feel like it should have been punished. And I said that to Paco today. I said, you know, baby, I was like, if he, if the Oakland Raiders owner would have looked at him and dropped the N-bomb, it would have been, like, a whole, like, explosion of oh, media of course, coverage. Absolutely. But it's not but, because he called him a cracker. But he called him a cracker, and Paco said, he called him a cracker, then he released him from his team, and he lost $30 million, and now he's playing for $15 million for the Patriots for one year. Oh, wow. So, so I was like, karma. oh, but now they're saying that the Patriots, like, initiated this with Antonio. I did see some of the memes. They're like, just call McCracker. No, they, and they just... And up at the airport. They just... <laughs> couple, I just... What I, that's what I was reading when you pulled up. Oh, okay. Is the fact that Antonio Brown asked, asked all these social media representatives how to get out... How, how to get pushed out of the Oakland Raiders so that the, um, the Patriots can pick him up. Oh, my God. And that's exactly what happened. So now... Antonio Brown, who is this amazing running, like he's so fast, he's so fast. Yeah, but isn't he like a total asshole? Oh, he's a giant like, asshole. Total he's like diva he's asshole. He's like the Terrell Owens of our generation. My dad said, my dad said he's like of the Terrell this Owens. Gen- yeah. this generation. He's a fucking tool bag. Yeah, but he's good. Yeah, and he's quick, and he is gonna fucking bring nothing but amazing things to that stupid fucking team and I'm so mad at Antonio Brown. I hope he pulls a hamstring. Well that's what I said. I was I saw somebody put up the meme and it said um and it was I guess the owner of or the Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. It was like just if he's on the phone he's like just call him a cracker and Tom Brady will pick you up at the airport. That was right, the meme. That, that was the meme <laughs> and I was like fucking Bill Mill I hate it. The Patriots are such cheaters, and I have no, I, I have no doubt in my mind that they, that they were talking to him and being like, "All right, do this. All right, do that." Like, piss know. him off. I don't because you know, all the stuff. owners know all of them. Like, all probably. the, all the owners know all the coaches, and all the coaches know all the owners. Right. And Bill Belichick was probably like, "All right, this is how we're gonna get to him." Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we're gonna do it. Call the cracker. I would have been like, you know what, shut the fuck up, suit up, you're going, and we're going to play you. Yeah, but do you think he would really want to get out of it, I mean, losing $15 million? Oh, yeah, he definitely wanted to get out of it. He didn't, the, Ra- the only Raiders. one year. No, it's one year with the Patriots. I know, only one year, but with the Raiders. With the Raiders, it was like a five-year contract, but 
the, let's be real. The chances of the Oakland Raiders making it to a playoff game is slim to none. Maybe like, if he was on the team. And, and yeah, but... You think? But the, the Oakland yeah. Raiders apparently have some freaking dignity because they're like, we're not going to allow you to act this way and treat us this way. We don't care how much money you're going to get us and how many fans we're going to bring. Get the fuck out. And the Patriots wow. don't care. All they care about is their rings and their fluffy little prissy boy fucking quarterback. Tom Brady. I hate you, Tom Brady. <laughs> Well, I guess we're gonna have to see how he does. He, I think they're gonna do so like, good, and they're gonna end up—they're gonna end up back in the fucking Super Bowl again, and it's gonna drive me insane. Yeah, because everybody's fucking sick of you. Can we just? I'm have so tired new? of him. I don't even watch the Super Bowl. I'm like, I'm only here for the commercials. I wanted to—you actually watch the game, and I'm like, give me the commercials. Let me make the food. Like that's who I am. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about football. And Roger's like, I gotta see it. I'm taking. I'm. I'm gonna like make a right. A and I and I keep a, checking my phone. I'm like, what's the score right now? Because my Ravens right now are playing the Eagles or the um Dolphins. And I'm like, what's the score? What's the I motherfucking score? They have not updated me for shit. <laughs> You're like, let me look at it. I don't see anything. Oh my god. Well, I guess on that note, we're going to wrap things up. And we're so glad that you got through your surgery and things are going well. She really does look like huh. she's losing a shitload of weight, which is kind of nice. By the way, we're and winning 34-3 to three against the Miami Dolphins. Um, go Ravens. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, if you have any stories that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, as always, we would love to hear from you at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Or if you want to argue about Tom Brady, because I'm here for that. Yeah, and if you want to do that, too. But um, if you're going to send us anything else, then no thanks. <laughs> or if you want to discuss anything from any previous podcast, we're always willing to have that. And we actually have gotten some, but it wasn't really for much of anything at this point. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see what we got, and we'll, like, go from there. But So if you have anything that you want to send us straight from the net at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah, and we love you guys, and thank you for the two new people that are following us to make us number 13, or to give us 13 followers. <laughs> 